Hey everyone. Um, before we start the show tonight, we talked a lot this week, and based on everything going on in the world, we wanted to just say a little something uh, from our Living Force family to you. Uh, we wanted to take some time to address some of the events going on. While Star Wars can be a really beautiful way to escape the cruel reality of the world, we also believe that it contains the lessons of hope, rebellion, and resolve that can inspire us to go on when it feels like we can't take another step. The last week has shown that powerful empires are not only those that parade stormtroopers all over the galaxy, but they can also be those who refuse to show love, compassion, and aid to those who most need it. The loss of innocent life can never be replaced, and though it may be easier for some to remain silent in the face of such injustice, such silence is not what builds rebellions. Because rebellions are built on hope. They are built on the fundamental belief that every single person, regardless of race, religion, gender, sexuality, or creed, has a right to a seat at the table, has a right to voice their opinion, has a right to the very air we breathe. Because we're all connected. The living force itself connects us. Its energy surrounds us, binds us, makes us strong when we feel weak, and makes us brave when terror looms around every corner. Nonetheless, amidst this force, we cannot be made to live in fear, for fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. That suffering is all too apparent and all too consistent in today's world and on our very streets. Realize, though, there is no chosen one amongst us to bring balance to the situation. There is no single person to show up with a laser sword and take down every corrupt empire or institution. Rather, we must all task ourselves with part of that responsibility. We must bring the balance back. As Qui-Gon told us, it matters what side we choose. Even if there will never be more light than darkness, even if there can be no more joy in the galaxy than there is pain, for every action we undertake, for every word we speak, for every life we touch, it matters. We must not turn toward the light because it means someday we will win some sort of cosmic game. We must turn toward it because it is the light. After all, what use are ideals if we cannot fit them to the universe as we find it? If our beliefs tell us one thing and the needs of real people tell us another, can there be any question of which we should listen to? As our fan code says, we must show love, unity, passion, and community if we are to weather these storms together, and we will, one day at a time. A strong community is needed now more than ever, and we pledge to, be, to build that strength with every last one of you. To those who are hurting, may the force bring you peace. To those who are scared, may the force bring you strength. And to those who are angry, may the force bring you justice. May we all listen, unite, and build this new world together. Because the force is with us always. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. Be mindful of the living force, young Padawan. A Utini production. May the force be with you. Episode number 59, Star Wars The High Republic Delayed. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with you, Master. On this episode, new podcast updates. May the Force be with you. Queen's Peril, a new book and new merch. The Force is with me, and I am with the Force. And the Utini team talks about the delay of Star Wars The High Republic. May the Force be with you. And now, here are your hosts. May the Force be with you, always. Dr. Corey Hilton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Hankel, and Wes Jenkins. So, yeah, with with the last, gosh, 48, 72 hours or so, um, all of us living in a bunch of cities, 
around the country that have been affected by various things. We thought that we wanted to kind of put that out there and know that we love you guys and that we see what's going on. We will not sit down and just be quiet about it. And um, yeah, the force is, is with all of us. So thank you. And with that, let us officially start the next episode of the Living Force Show. Everyone, hello. It's been a crazy week. Welcome to Monday Night, the Living Force, a Star Wars podcast. We are going to talk tonight a little about the High Republic and some really joyous news to help lift your spirits. I am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me, as always, are the doctors themselves that both had a little bit of a day off today. We have Dr. Corey Helton. Hey, buddy. What is happening, my man? Hanging in there, dude. Dr. Charles Henkel is here as well. Hey, buddy. Hello there. What's going on? Oh, no. And his audio may be coming back in a second. We got you. I know you're here. Wes Jenkins, our man on the keys. How you doing, my friend? Doing all right. How is everybody doing in a rough week? Yeah, we're, we're hanging out there. I see in the chat already we got a bunch of folks hanging out tonight. Thank you. We got Meg. We got Cheryl. We got Adam. We got Timothy. We got Jose. We got Emma. We got Jared. We got Heather. Lovely to hang out with you guys tonight. We got a lot of stuff to talk about Star Wars-wise uh, to try to lift up our spirits and get us into, this, into the, to the mood uh, that we wish to be in. So first of all, I want to give a huge congratulations to the Resistance broadcast and a bunch of people on Star Wars Twitter who made May 25th. Remember May 25th? That wasn't that long ago. Um, make Solo 2 Happen Day. Now, I know a bunch of us tweeted that out. Corey, you were tweeting all about that on the May 25th day. Indeed. Indeed. Make Solo 2 happen. Um, I've said this forever. I would love to see that movie. Um, let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really <clears throat> Resistance Broadcast. You guys, I don't know if you you know about this. Was it a year ago or two years ago? I think it was, was it two years ago. I think it was one year ago was the first official hashtag day. Yeah. Yeah. They started, <clears throat> they started the hashtag Make Solo 2 happen, and it really went totally viral. It was like in the top 10 in Twitter for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of folks, uh, you know, a lot of folks like was we're really supporting that and like a lot of really big names got behind it um it's been really cool we we had uh we had lacy on the show uh, a little over a little over a year ago i believe something about this time um to talk all about that and that was really cool so um yeah i can check out that that was a good time yeah it was, it was awesome and this year it was it seemed like it was honestly even bigger um yotis Swotomo, the the actor who plays chewy after the late peter mayhew um, he was on Resistance Broadcast and talked a bit about his love for Solo, so definitely check that episode out if you haven't. And if you haven't watched Solo in a while, uh, I think it's still on Netflix, and come on, you own it. You're listening to this show. You own Solo. Uh, go listen to it again. Check out the novelization by Mer Lafferty. So huge congratulations to the Make Solo 2 Happen campaign. I can't wait for next year, but I also kind of hope that we don't need to have one next year because we have an announcement of some Disney Plus Solo 2 action. Uh, next, a few more podcast updates, everyone. Uh, if you missed us last week on the live show, we have a whole new look to us. Uh, we got new lights, we got cameras, we got new audio feeds that go in and out on occasion. It makes it fun. Um, but every Monday night now going forward, this is our goal, at 7 p.m. Eastern, we are going to be streaming live a little more consistently. Um, we are going to Twitch a lot, um... Which is twitch.tv backslash utini underscore us. Uh, it's going to be a great way to watch us 
Um, I really want to encourage you guys to come hang out with us on Mondays with all these lovely people in the chat uh, because we uh, upgraded this setup and we want to show you. So thank you again so much if you've been listening. But if you want to hang out with us more, we would love that as well. Some Patreon updates for you all. We got a new episode dropped today. A Legends Look Back episode on Truce at Bakura, which uh, is historically one of the coolest and only books that has dinosaurs. Am I right about that? Do you guys know any other dinosaur books in Star Wars? <laughs> Officially? I do not. The only dinosaurs I've ever seen in Star Wars is the uh, the holiday special. <laughs> when oh, my God. Boba Fett, I think, is yep. writing a dinosaur. <laughs> I'm sure Jared Mays can tell us all about that with uh, our Patreon show. Legends Look Back. <laughs> that was great. I just thought Jared's hanging out in the show tonight. He just put in uh, YouTube comments. Did someone say Legends? We did, Jared. We invoked your name, and uh, you're afraid. Did a great job on that show. So be sure to check that out in your Patreon feed. And another plug, uh, every Wednesday-ish, uh, Charlie and I are still releasing episodes of The Ghost Crew. Um, we're talking a lot about The Growing Empire and all the kind of bigger themes that are in season one of of Rebels, which I didn't really notice my first time watching, but it is a lot darker than I remembered. Um, so if, if you like us talking on this show, definitely check those out. We got tons of Utini content coming for you every week. And if you are new, hi, we love you. Don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast and tune in every week to hear us talk about the Star Wars Expanded Universe. And if you would be so kind, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes. Helps people find us. And head over to utini.com for reviews, articles, and comprehensive book profiles on every story in the Star Wars galaxy. Uh, Charles, I have a question for you. Today's Monday. Tomorrow's Tuesday. Why is tomorrow important in the Star Wars book galaxy? Well, uh, I think that tomorrow is when we're supposed to be getting Queen's Peril, unless there's some kind of surprise delay again. <laughs> um, hopefully, that's not the case. Do you, are you going to tell me that that is what's happening? I, I, I will confirm that. I will confirm that <laughs> tomorrow is uh, oh. the, the release day for Queen's Peril, um, the highly, highly anticipated sequel slash chronological prequel to last year's Queen's Shadow by E.K. Johnston. Uh, tomorrow, or I guess now if you're listening to this in audio, we have a review up on the site uh, that I wrote. I also, uh, I'll give you guys a little preview tonight for watching live. I got to interview E.K. Johnston. Um, she was fantastic. She had a huge press junket of the day, uh, but she stopped by the Living Forest for about 25 minutes, and I got to talk her ear off about all things Padme. So that is dropping on the day of book release. So keep your eyes out for a bonus episode of The Living Force there. And, Corey, we have one more piece of Padme news that we haven't shared with a lot of people. Would you like to reveal it to the glorious public? Yes. So uh, we have, in, in the midst of our sort of cleaning up our streams, rebranding our shows, and all kinds of epic stuff, uh, we brought on some new team members. One of them is the... Uh, ever lovable Joxie from Discord, who did a lot of t-shirt work for us back in the day. We brought him on kind of as a full-time team member. He's done really incredible work in the last couple of weeks. Um, he is completely redoing all of our merch and really stepping it up a notch. And we have a really cool piece of merch coming out for um, for the release of Queen Shadow that I'm like super stoked to show you guys. So Wes, why don't you go ahead and throw that up on the screen. Um, this is the t-shirt design um, that is going to match up with... <laughs> The show and it looks so flipping it so sick. Much. It looks so flipping sick. Queen Sage herself, 
Um, this is a, uh, it's like a spinoff of, uh, oh, what's the band that has this, it's old shirt with like the queen of England on it. The Sex and, Pistols. Like, her, yeah. The Sex Pistols, right? Yeah, God so, save the a, queen. <laughs> yes. So it says, it says the queen saves herself. You can't see that there. Um, it looks super sick. So, um, you guys can grab this over on our site. You can head to, uh, slash queen and, uh, that'll take you right to this page. <clears throat> this is on T, uh, let's see, or Teespring is what it's on now. That's yep. what we're moving to. Um, and we also have a big discount for the, for the next two weeks. If you pick up this shirt, you can get it for 15% off. Um, what's that code to do that again, Eric? The code is PADME15. PADME15 gets you 15% off of this shirt. And if you click over to utini.com slash queen, just like Corey said, uh, and you scroll down a little bit, you'll see a couple other items we've started to put up on Teespring. We're, we're in the midst of moving everything over to Teespring. Um, our whole brand is kind of going to shift over there. They have amazing... Uh, resources for us, and Joxie has been creating an extensive collection of merch that I I will not spoil on this show yet, because uh, I want you guys to witness it, but my jaw drops repeatedly every day when I get those Slack messages. So if you go to utini.com slash queen, you can get your Padme shirt 15% off using Padme 15, and if you scroll down, you're going to see a couple other shirts. we got a classic Utini shirt, we got tank top, a hoodie, uh, we have our queen shadow shirt as well. There we go, look at that! All the visuals. Thank you, Wes. Um, we have the episode 9 shirt up there. There's a tote for you. So if you want um, a little bit of a preview of what's coming in the lifestyle collection of Utini, head over to utini.com slash queen and go check it out. Um, I have already ordered this shirt before the show. We had like 20 minutes Same. beforehand. I already got it in. <laughs> I cannot freaking wait. Um, and I read the books. So I know it's a good shirt because it's a good book. Um so, yes, that is our official Queen's Peril shirt. Uh, a couple other things on book news, because I guess with all these books, we're going to have new shirts coming out. Uh, Alphabet Squadron Shadowfall, again, as a reminder, is released on June 23rd. That is in a mere three weeks, my friends. Uh, oh my it is coming gosh. out very, very soon. <laughs> um, and a huge piece of news, uh, because of the High Republic delay, which we will talk about in delay later in the show, uh, in detail later in the show, excuse me, Thrawn Ascendancy, Chaos Rising, got moved up a month to September 1st. That's right. We may not be getting our High Republic content in September like we wanted, but Thrawn is coming to save and or destroy the day on September 1st. <laughs> um, so if you, if you had your pre-orders in, you probably got an email uh, from Amazon or your local bookstore all about that. But if you haven't... Then you get your, your little butt over to utini.com, look up Thrawn Ascendancy Chaos Rising, and hit that pre-order link, I would suggest. Um, and then, gosh, all this book news, which is weird because it's kind of been an off week for books. Um, remember that we do live shows, live roundtables on these books 30 days after their release. Even though Queen's Peril and Elephant Squadron Shadowfall are so close together, we're going to do both of them. Right, Corey and Charles? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Sure. We, we yeah. generally we generally always do the live shows like thirty days, roughly, almost exactly thirty days after release. Um, Charles, like Charles, is, is probably five times busier than all of us. Yeah. <laughs> he sometimes somehow is able to put together all the question prompts for these books, which are pretty extensive. <laughs> I don't know how you find time to do that, man. You want to know the secret? I do. I don't actually read the book. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of course I do. You just, That's a joke, you guess. That's a joke. <laughs> oh, well, we will be having those roundtables on those books. Uh, very excited for those. And another little um, added uh, thing for you to pre-order if you like. 
Um, from our friends at Insight Editions, those are the guys that made a lot of the user manuals for the Starfighters and the Millennium Falcon, like those kind of guys that did the tech manuals. They have a new book coming out called Star Wars The Lightsaber Collection out October 20th, so you got a little ways. Um, it's basically like a, a long, wide-form book, and every time you turn a page, it'll show a beautifully designed lightsaber with a story of the person that has it. Um, but then... They just revealed it's going to have a lightsaber from the High Republic in that book. Like, alongside all the film and TV lightsabers. There's going to be one from the freaking High Republic before the books come out. Wow, nice. that's interesting. Yeah! So, do, um, do you think do you guys think they will ever, like, do, like, physical, like, real edition, like, Force effects type lightsabers, like, at Disney with, all, like, styles from High Republic? Is that going to happen? Yes. I, I so. Yes, it will. Yeah, dude, Disney, if they know how to capitalize on things, they're going to do that. Do you know how much I would love to have Loden, Great Storm's <laughs> lightsaber hilt hanging on the wall behind me? Just slightly less than I would like to have Obi-Wan. So it's, it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I definitely think they're going to be on that way. I mean, hell, I just pre-ordered the Revan Funko Pop, which I'm amazed was a thing that's existing, you know? Yeah, so that's true. Let's hope there's more High Republic merch to get us even more excited for that era. Even though we got to wait a little bit, um, they're definitely going to take good care of us. Uh, now at this point, we are going to go into our book reviews. Every week we like to highlight three book reviews from utini.com to read. Uh, and I always go in the same order, and I always give the same authors, so I'm going to ruin it. And Corey, take the first book review from Ken, if you'd be so kind. All right, Ken, it was cool enough to review Ahsoka by E.K. Johnson. Um, gave this book five stars, calls it a must-read. He said, after just turning the final page of Ahsoka, I felt compelled to read uh, to leave a review. I should preface by explaining I've never been a big Ahsoka fan, but overwhelmingly positivity, uh, but the overwhelming positivity among the Utini community inspired me to give this book a shot. Ahsoka is an emotional look into the title character's life as she struggles to find her identity in a post-Order 66 galaxy. The book perfectly ties in to the conclusion of the Clone Wars era with the burgeoning Rebellion era. Somehow E.K. Johnson manages to tie in the Clone Wars series, the original film, and even the Jedi Fallen Order video game into one cohesive universe in just 353 pages. This story vaulted Ahsoka to the top of my favorite characters list, and I not only highly recommend this book, but consider it a must-read. That is an excellent stellar review of Ahsoka. I loved Ahsoka, too, personally. A lot of people disliked it. They called it uh, Ahsoka Farms, <laughs> which you know yeah. is, is a little justified. She's a farmer, like for a good bit, but it's it's a really key part of the plot. Like he, we get Ahsoka kind of figuring out her lightsabers, the white lightsabers in mm -hmm. that book. Um, a lot of really really good stuff. And E.K. Johnson is a genius. <laughs> she's she's really incredible. It, it was funny as I was writing my review for Queen's Peril uh, coming out tomorrow on Utini.com. I was thinking back to like the evolution of the Ahsoka novel, the Queen's Shadow, to Queen's Peril. And, like, she started super high in Ahsoka, but I feel like she keeps refining her style and going bigger and bigger and doing more and more good stuff. And I also love this review because as someone who didn't like Ahsoka at first to read this book and then freaking love her, that's, like, the best part of the EU. Like, that's, that's the purpose is to, like, catapult someone who you didn't maybe love on the visual medium to the top of your favorite list because you got to get in their head for, like, 350 pages. Freaking love that. Uh, Charles, you want to take number two? Tell us what Lando read. 
Sure. So Lando read Catalyst, a Rogue One novel by James Lucino. I know. Sorry, I gave Corey. you the Lucino review. This one. <laughs> um, so he gave it four stars, and he said, as dense as some of Galen's research. So he said, this was a story that was very unique, as there isn't a lot of action, but it's more about political intrigue and human relationships. Will Galen choose his family or his very important work? It was a little tough to get into, but once I did, I enjoyed every little detail, and there are lots of details. I didn't think I'd ever read about so much geology in Star Wars, but here we are. It's a pretty dense book with lots of detail, but not to the point that you can't follow the story. Okay, so I heard dense, detailed. Uh, Yeah, that sounds like Lucino, right, Corey? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You guys know how I feel about Lucino. I love it. Yeah, maybe, and Catalyst maybe. is a really good one, too. I think for a first Luceno, especially, if you're, like, interested in maybe dipping into the waters, like, don't go right to Plagueis. I think Catalyst is a good one to start with. Yeah, totally. That was my light falling <laughs> off the table for our <laughs> audio like, friends. I was like, what the <laughs> hell was that? <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw, I saw it hit the floor. <laughs> and I still keep it. going because I'm a freaking professional, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to round up our last one. Uh, Kyle... <laughs> was awesome enough to review Dark Disciple by Christy Golden, giving it five stars, and it says, a must-read if you like the Clone Wars TV show or you just enjoy that era in general. Action-packed, mixed with romance and lessons in the Force, Voss and Ventress quickly become personal favorites, and I couldn't get enough of them. Did I mention Dathomir? I didn't? Well, enough said. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy a great book. Um, I think this continues our, I don't know, our, our streak of never hearing a bad thing about Dark Disciple. It's like it's like a, it's like a secret like top three canon book that nobody realizes is so unbelievably good. I love Dark Disciple. I didn't even read it until like last year either. Yeah, same. So, yeah, and, and I read it, and I think as I was reading it, I was like, "Oh, this is really good. This is amazing." And I cried at the end, and then I like didn't think about it anymore because like Christy Golden then didn't get like eighteen more books. Like she, I know she wrote some later legend stuff. She wrote the Battlefront Two book. But I'm like, come on. I, I, I need some more of that emotional torment in my Star Wars reading. Yeah, totally. I, they need to give her more stuff. Maybe they'll give her some, some more big stuff coming down the pipeline. I hope so. Yeah, that would definitely be ideal. But for now, uh, if you want to know what we're talking about, want to know what Kyle's talking about, go get Dark Disciple. And if you want your very book reviews on this show, look up whatever book you, you're reading right now or have read ever on utini.com. Scroll down to the bottom of that page and add your star rating and user review. You can also email us at livingforcepod at utini.com, tweet at us at livingforcepod, or join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com slash discord. A uh, couple updates on Utini itself. Uh, the site, again, is ever-evolving with content. Uh, the Queen's Peril review is going to be up by the time this audio goes up, as well as our interview with E.K. Johnston, as I mentioned earlier. We're going to have a little article to accompany that as well uh, with some of the written... Uh, interview kind of splayed out there for you and we have a couple new guides we have a new guide on ray who i was amazed we hadn't put up yet uh we hadn't done ray yet guys i i know (laughs) it's crazy well i mean i think the the fact of the matter is like we don't have a ton of content about like the sequel characters like right we've talked a lot about that like maybe we will start to get a little more kind of as time goes on now that we're outside of the trilogy but uh there really isn't that much about ray if like is there even five books like that have her featured as a main character? I don't think so. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to have to do. You're going to have to go over to utini.com and look at the new Ray collection to find out. That's um, right. <laughs> and just to, just to confirm, this is, this is 
Ray from the sequel trilogy, right? This is not a collection based around Corey's dog. No, no, it, it's it's my dog. Did we not make that? Clear? Oh, okay. I mean, oh, yeah. Okay. That, that that seemed obvious. Ray, Ray and, is it not? Ray and Kylo, Raylo. You know, our, that's what Raylo is when they fight. <laughs> well, you call it fighting. Any some people. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so those Dark. are up there uh, for your reading pleasure, as always. Utini.com uh, is going to keep you in Star Wars book for as long as you want. Uh, all right, folks, we are going to take a little bit of an early break here. I'm going to make sure my lamp isn't going to fall again. And then when we come back in just a couple minutes, we're going to talk all about the unfortunate delay of the High Republic publishing line. We'll see you in just a sec. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Freddie C with Legends Look Back, and I just want to let you guys know of the community aspect that Utini has provided. So I'm not much of a person to go on Discord and chat with people. I don't really get on Twitter that often. You know, it, I'm just very much a in-person kind of person, right? But when I get involved in the Utini Discord or the Facebook or the Twitter, right? At Eric on Twitter, for some reason, everybody follows you. It's it's crazy. But there's something about the, the aspect of just talking to people that like the same thing that you like that is kind of pleasing, right? It makes it makes you feel good. And that's one thing that I love about Utini that I feel like not a lot of us talk about. And just if you're lurking out there, come find us. We're here. Arms open. Heart open. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, everyone. And may the force be with you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the living force we are going to dive into all things high republic except we're not because they got delayed guys uh i know this already feels like i don't know i know i got you there i pulled a 90s a knot when's the last time you heard a knot not psych <laughs> psych um so i know this feels like this happened somewhere between three days and four months ago at this point based on how this week has gone um but the high republic publishing line did get delayed uh from august 2020 to january 2021 obviously as a star wars expanded universe podcast this kind of changes our entire year uh in a way that i guess everything is getting changed around this entire year um but what we wanted to do here is fill you all in on what star wars has shared with us uh from del rey and lucasfilm uh what we know about the press release talk about some things they said in the press release and kind of pontificate a bit on the future of the year of the line, why this may have happened, what to get excited for. Um, and we've got a lot of things to look forward to in that regard. So first things first, um, if you did not see officially on that day, uh, I'm going to read for you guys the press release that was released by StarWars.com themselves telling us about this because they leave a few cool little tidbits in the middle. So first of all, they say, always in motion is the future. Cool. Star Wars line. I wouldn't hundred. I wouldn't hundred percent heard. Always in Motrin is the future. Always in Motrin. You know what? Maybe. Uh, so they say, always in motion is the future. That quote from Yoda is just as relevant today as it was when The Empire Strikes Back was released forty years ago. And while it applies to the uncertainty of the future, it also applies to Star Wars: The High Republic. Star Wars: The High Republic is a massive interconnected cross-publisher initiative that will establish an all-new era of Star Wars storytelling. Set 200 years before the events of the prequel trilogy, this mega-story will give readers and Star Wars fans of every age an entry point into the High Republic, a time of galactic renaissance when the Jedi Knights were at their height. Given these unprecedented times, 
We have made the decision to move the launch of Star Wars The High Republic to January 2021 to ensure that the launch is as grand and epic as it deserves to be. Now, I know that waiting isn't easy, and I know fans have been excited for this since it was first announced. I'm right there with you. I've also been waiting to tell this story for years, and while I still can't say much about it, I can tell you that our story architects, Claudia Gray, Justina Ireland, Daniel Jose Older, Kevin Scott, and Charles Soule are continuing to work away on this new era of stories. You'll hear from them this summer, and when you do, be sure to ask them about the Hero of Hetzal, the Twins, the Blade of Bardada, the Staros and Senteca clans, and the Storms. <laughs> You're not going to believe what they've got in store for the Jedi and the Republic. So, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you. I thank you for reading, and I thank you for your understanding and patience. Star Wars The High Republic has been a true labor of love for us, and we can't wait for readers to experience the golden age of the Jedi. Until then, and as always, stay strong, stay safe, and may the Force be with you. Michael Siglain, the creative director of Lucasfilm Publishing. So sounds more like, sounds more like D&D than it does Star Wars. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Crawl through the dungeons and visit the hero at Hetzal and the twins amongst the... <laughs> Caverns. You get you get a plus three blade of Bardata at the end of the adventure. <laughs> Roll for initiative. I told you that back back when they released all the covers and stuff, like the way it like was worded and looked and stuff, it looked like a D and like a like an RPG adventure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I play it. Oh, I would too. So so, how did this hit you guys when it when it first happened? Again, this was released um, before um, the death of George Floyd, before a lot of the protests. This was basically just COVID. Uh, affected, we can assume. Yeah. Um, how did this hit you guys when you first heard it? Were you surprised at all? What do you think? I wouldn't say surprised. I, I think it makes sense. I mean, so many things are being delayed right now. The world is in disarray, and and we get some of these stories bumped a little bit. I'm trying to look at this actually as more of an opportunity, honestly, than anything, because we were just saying a few weeks ago how there's so many things coming out one month after the other after the other, and there's going to be so much to read, and it's going to be overwhelming to do all of that on top of you know, our daily responsibilities. But this is going to give us a second to breathe. It's going to give us a second to really focus on the stories as they come out, which you guys know I really like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? If you get through all that material and you still want more, guess what? There's old canon. There's a ton of legends. I think I heard... You know, a podcast the other day talking about a few Legends books. So, I mean, they're out there. There's a ton of material to, to consume. Uh, the fact that these stories are delayed really isn't that big a deal in the grand scheme of things. No, no, not at all. <clears throat> I mean, Star Wars has got a long history of delaying stuff when they need to, right? Like, all this, a lot of the new content that came out right around the Disney uh, purchase was, like, delayed, like, a ton. Like, when we talked to uh, uh, John Jackson Miller on the show, um, he told us a that like that Kenobi project he he worked on like man it, it was originally going to be a TV show and then it was going to be a comic I think mm-hmm. and it's then it a got, comic yeah yeah it was crazy <laughs> and like it, it got delayed like five years <laughs> so over and over again yeah. or something crazy like that so it's not not really a, a new idea to get things delayed like this and you know I have some speculation I guess about about the show about this type of thing that we can go into but like I don't know my initial thought was was that it well, honestly my my quite totally from the gut initial thought was like, okay, so they're being really delayed about announcing delays, uh, which means that <laughs> celebration is definitely going to get canceled and they're going to wait until the absolute last minute to do it. And I'm glad I haven't bought plane tickets yet. That was my first thought. <laughs> um, my next thought was like, 
was like, holy crap, that's a huge delay. And then I went went back to the Utini website and I looked. I'm like, okay, well, actually, it's only a couple of months because like it was already set up to be the end of the year and that sort of thing. So I don't know. August to January doesn't seem like a huge jump to me. I don't know if it does to you guys. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you there. I, I, I've always been of the mind with delaying content. Like if you're getting content like a book or a TV show that you're going to love for the rest of your life, let's hope, right? Let's yeah. say I'm going to love this forever. <laughs> You can wait three more months to start forever. It's like getting engaged, you know? Like, if, if like have the wedding when you want, because after the wedding is still eternity, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Corey. Um, <laughs> but, but what it, the hell is that supposed you're the, to be? You're mean? the only married one on the show. That's what oh, I mean. I thought this was, I thought I was being personally attacked there for a second. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, pivot, Get pivot. your marriage together live on a living force. <laughs> <laughs> you can't escape it now. We're streaming. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I was okay with them delaying it, and I actually had the thought. It's funny you bring up celebration, Corey. That I, I wondered if it was tied to celebration in some way because with mm. the High Republic starting in August, right? That's right around the time of, of celebration, and we know they like to launch some stuff at celebration, whether it be an exclusive cover of something. Uh, sometimes they'll do like a, an issue number one of a comic at celebration that you can't get for another month. I wonder if they had been planning all these like exclusive launches of the line at Celebration, and they know Celebration isn't happening. So they're like, right. okay, now mm. we don't have to pay for all these con-exclusive versions. Maybe we better just delay it? Do you think there's – is there anything to that? Uh, I might I be mean, all, that stuff, all that stuff has to be like produced way in advance, right? So if if this is legitimately due to a – like. Honestly, we can speculate about this, which I like doing that. Yeah, let's go bit. for it. <laughs> um, my, my theory, you know, we we shipped books for like a year and a half, right, at Utini. Like, so we were like kind of involved in the publishing area a little bit, enough to – we were connected enough to hear like the rumors relatively quickly and stuff. And the publishing logistics process is kind of awful, like – from start to finish, like there, for some reason, the printing process is very complicated and they don't even get like the final versions of the books until a lot of times very close to when they're supposed to ship them out and stuff. So like a lot of times when you see delays that are like a week, like two weeks or something like that, it's literally a, a, a shipment issue of like they have to Amazon hasn't got all the boxes yet to distribute it. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, as so. I was going to say on that note, as you, if you're watching the stream, you may notice I have my little book display here next to me of my Queen's Shadow copies and my Queen's Peril copy. That is still my advanced reader copy from January uh, because the final versions of Queen's Peril have not gotten to reviewers yet and it comes out tomorrow. So, like, right. clearly the shipping company has been, like, you know, jostled a bit by yeah. one who, I mean, even when it's working at its most efficient, like you're saying, Corey. They can delay right. pretty easily. It much work less, very well even then. Yeah. yeah, much less. Hey, what if everyone left work, um, and then maybe some people came back, maybe some people didn't. Oh my god, that book is still coming out. Did we print that? I'm not going into the office. Or did you go to the <laughs> office? No, I didn't. I'm at home. Can we Skype it? Like, can you imagine if they're trying to figure out if they have enough covers printed while they're also trying to figure out if they're sick or not? Yeah, logistical, logistical nightmare. The the other big speculation I have about this is that. COVID did not necessarily delay the printing and distribution of this line of books, but it delayed the production, the early stages of books that are set to come out next year, 
right? Yeah, so sure. Think about that for a second, right? So the process of 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 creating new Star Wars books requires a lot of people. A lot of authors have given us a lot of insight into that on the show when we've interviewed them. Um, it sounds like there's a lot of back and forth initially with a lot of different people, including um, you know directors like even J.J. Abrams had things to say about um, about the novelization of the Rise of Skywalker. Um, the story group has things to say about the books and the process involves a lot of back and forth, which honestly probably requires a lot of in-room meetings. Um, you know, business is not very good at making things remote, it seems like. So um, perhaps they have simply put sort of a halt in ongoing projects that are supposed to come out next year. So in order to sort of fill the gap in a way, they have simply delayed stuff that was already kind of ready to go. Um, that's the other big theory that I have. Um, and obviously we won't know anything. It's much easier to just say that these books have been delayed right now rather than saying, hey, all these projects that we've already announced, all that is kind of canceled indefinitely. It looks much worse just publicity-wise yeah. than, than that. So I could I certainly see that being the case. Well, let, let's also take some of the language they gave us in that press release and, and see what it says. Uh, because I, one thing that jumped out at me was the phrase massive interconnected cross-publisher initiative. Now, We've known that this was going to be part of a bunch of different companies, basically since its its announcement. You know, we knew it was Marvel and Del Rey and Lucasfilm and IDW, and we knew that now with the announcement of the comics and the books. But I wonder, does this imply there's actually an intended reading order to read these stories? Because what I mean by that— That's a good question. um, Last week, I think, uh, Alex Damon was was streaming some Battlefront 2, good old Star Wars Explained. And someone asked him about that, and he says he theorized that this was because of the comics being delayed. Um, as a lot of you comics readers may know, the regular supply of comics has essentially stopped since COVID happened right. because of comic book shops. They can't get print comics. They don't want to yes, release. If you think yeah. if you think <laughs> the book publication like area is a shit show, comics is oh my god, it is a giant nightmare. Everybody yep. hates Diamond Comics, which is the uh, it's the monopoly. single single monopoly distributor of pretty much every comic that's from a reputable publisher, Marvel, DC, everybody goes through Diamond. And everybody hates them. And yep. even even my tiny little interaction with them was absolutely atrocious. I hated talking to them. They wouldn't reply to my emails for weeks. They wouldn't return my calls. They were terrible. Oh my god, I can like really really go <laughs> into Diamond. Um and everybody hates them. I've never heard a comic shop talk about like really good experiences with diamond. So he's probably right that like the distribution of, uh, distribution of comics is probably all screwed up. Like, especially with star Wars. Cause it's Marvel. Yeah. Which then makes me wonder like, Charles, do you think that could mean that, you know, they intended for you to read light of the Jedi and then higher public would come out. And then clay gray is like, do you think these stories will actually feed off each other that much? Cause if, if the if it only affects the comics, then theoretically they could release the books early and then you read the comic later. But if like you need to read one to understand the next one, do you think that's even a possibility? So I I don't know that it's gonna be like that black and white where like you have to have read every step of the way to enjoy whatever the next story is. I'm sure it's gonna be you know, it's gonna be one of those things that enriches your experience to make those small ties in between the stories. And they're probably going to do whatever they're able to do with, you know, just some early dialogue and things like that to try to catch readers up who maybe didn't read this comic and that. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's a massive, 
like multimedia publishing efforts. So these things are going to be interconnected. So the, the fact that it's being, you know, delayed potentially because there's a few hiccups here and there in terms of production. I mean, it is what it is. Ultimately, do you want these stories now in a less polished form or do you want them when they're ready? I think as as an overall like property, Star Wars and the content creators, they know that one way or another, it, I mean, it's a catch-22. People yeah. online are going to be angry. They're going to be yelling whoa, at whoa, them either Charles, because there's... People online are going to be listen, angry? Yes. <laughs> people online are inherently so brave angry. To say we know such this. a controversial thing. I know. I know. But here I am. So, But I mean, really, there's going to be headlines on websites all over the place either saying that you know disney or del rey or whatever is in disarray because the books have been delayed for several months or they're going to be saying oh there was a small plot inconsistency and on this cover of the comic (laughs) loading great storms green skin was two shades lighter than on this book cover and so that shows that clearly the whole place is crumbling you know like that stuff is just going to be out there but i would rather have the stories be delayed and have them be in the best form, you know, that, that they have to give to us. Agreed. Um, looking at the chat here, uh, we have a bunch of awesome comments coming in. We love hanging out with you guys as we always do. Uh, award 2204 makes a great question on Twitch says, do you think the age groups will connect? Like light of the Jedi is, is connected to the next Del Rey, now adult novel into the dark is directly connected to the next, next Disney Lucasfilm young adult novel. So, like, maybe not necessarily everything, but at least, like, in their brackets. That's a good question. Probably. Um, I mean, I don't know, though. I don't know if they'll be... Do you think they'll be any more connected than, like, they usually are anyway? Like, you know, like the... I think they will only because they say massive interconnected story. Like, they keep pushing that narrative, and I, I think there, there's there's something in there yeah, that it's going it, to make it, is, it new. It is kind of weird language, because what have we had up to this point? Because the books already, like, talk and overlap and communicate with each other and have yeah. the same characters. Like, so what are they talking about? Massively interactive. I don't know. Maybe, maybe Alex Damon's out of something. Maybe, maybe he does have like a, a reading a, order. That would be really funny though, because like we preach a lot at Utenia about how reading orders are kind of arbitrary and not a really great way to read Star Wars. It'd be funny we can if they, always write new articles, Corey. <laughs> that's right. It'd be really funny if, if Star Wars legitimately did release a huge line of products that were meant to be read in a certain order, which would actually probably be pretty fun. Honestly, yeah. Going, like from book to comic to young adult book, that would be really fun. So, oh yeah. Well, and then you could be like, well, actually, here are six reasons why you shouldn't read them in the same order. <laughs> <laughs> and then people would love that. We can write BuzzFeed articles with clickbaity titles like 10 reasons Star Wars sucks now. And it'll just talk about things like that. And then, and then we'll say 10 reasons why the 10 reasons Star Wars sucks now article sucks now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's a great point. I, I, I think it would be kind of fun. Maybe we open up the High Republic and where the timeline usually is in the front. It just goes like High Republic book one. And then it's like... At the end, for further adventures, check out blank. Like that could be kind of a fun little thing. Uh, no, Trevor is somewhere having a stroke right now. At the <laughs> idea of, of like being able to connect all of our timeline together. I know it's it like, is. That's the chosen Trevor, one. Trevor, no. Him. Yes, Trevor, your job is safe. The day that Corey endorses some kind of chronologic reading order, <laughs> even from this day forward, not That's gonna happen. <laughs> Uh, I'm so I'm so opinionated about that. I don't know why. It's just like yeah, that—that's that. the only thing. You're so quiet and meek about everything <laughs> else you think about. That's the one oh you'll go God. for. 
Uh, so, uh, not only, y'all, did they tell us this info and did they tell us that we're going to get these delays and tell us about the giant story, but they dropped a bunch of little, like, nuggets because they're like, we got to give them something. They're going to riot. <laughs> uh, so, what I thought would be a fun little game was to go through the, the five named things that they left in this press release and maybe guess which project they're going to be a part of, right? Because we know that we have Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule, the adult novel. We have Into the Dark, the young adult novel by Claudia Gray. We have the High Republic comic by Kevin Scott. We have uh, the middle grade reaver uh, uh, Test of Courage by Justina Ireland. And the Star Wars Adventures uh, comic by Daniel Jose Older, right? Was that like off the top of your head? That was now? off the top of my head. That's why I Holy owned it there crap. for a second. <laughs> wow. I'm very excited about Star Wars, guys. Um, so I thought it'd be fun. Let's go through the things and... Just guess where these things might come from. Maybe they're one from each. Maybe they double up. We have no insider information about this. I just think it'd be fun to kind of see if we can match the vibes. And if we're right in January, nothing happens. Uh, we feel cool. Uh, so <laughs> first, I might need you to run through those again. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm like frantically Googling it right now <laughs> so I can see them all in one place. Because good oh, lord, Eric's I'll photographic memory. Good lord. I'll, guys, uh, theater isn't happening right now and may never happen <laughs> again, so I need to use it somewhere. <laughs> Oh my god! Reads, reads one line and can suddenly recite every book and its author. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god, Joxy just put in the Twitch chat a gif of Trevor with the timelines, and it's the Charlie Day gif from "It's Always Sunny." <laughs> oh, well done. All right, the first uh, little bit of lore that we got from that High Republic news release is the hero of Hetzal. Now, first of all, what age group does this sound like it could be a part of? Adult novels, young I think adult. It's, novels? I think it's young adult, personally. The okay. hero of Hetzel. It's got that sort of. I don't know. Maybe the twins is young adult. I don't know. I don't know. This, all these sound like made up names, though. So. I mean, I guess they are made up. Cor- names, yeah, Corey, so. it's all made up. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, Charles. Any, yeah. any any thoughts where the hero might show up? I think it's going to be young adult too. I think it has kind of that sound to it. It sounds like that could have been the name out of. Uh, one of George Mann's short stories. Oh yeah, you know, that was oh, kind yeah. of kind of directed more a little bit towards younger readers. Um, so I I don't know. I get that kind of vibe. I like that. Uh, I'm gonna say the hero of Hetzal. I'm gonna put it in a in one of the comics. I think um, maybe a Daniel Jose Older's comic in the Star Wars Adventures. Maybe I could I could see maybe the the main character being inspired by that hero. I think I think the hero is someone in the, in the past that the High Republic like talks about. You know what I mean? I don't think we, I don't think yeah. we meet the hero of Hetzal. Maybe he's like some sort of legendary figure that was like a he, he was like a martyr or something, and like Ooh. yeah, like the Jedi like like a lot of their philosophy at the time is based around him or something. That'd be pretty cool. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah. Moving on to the twins, uh, which is interesting because. I mean, I feel like Luke and Leia being twins is, is was kind of a, a radical thing in the Star Wars world. We don't really see a lot of twins happening. And in a lot of mythologies, twins always meant something specific. Obviously, George Lucas takes that very much to heart. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, we haven't seen any, like, artwork of twins yet. I don't think so. We also have Jason and Shayna. Those are mm-hmm. the twins. They're twins, aren't they? Great point. Yes, they are. Legends, 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 and Jared appears. You say it three times. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think this has got to be young adult. Personally, the twins. I, I don't know if I don't think you. We have seen any pictures of twins. So you're right. Um, 
wonder if this is like uh, I wonder if they're side characters or if they're main characters. I don't know. Yeah. Ooh, it also could be. I mean, after Master and Apprentice happening, uh, Claudia Gray showed how good she's she is at writing prophecy, right? Maybe there's some Claudia Gray prophecy action going on, Ooh, talking about, about future twins. twins. Interesting. Planting some seeds about Luke and Leia hundreds of years into the future. That'd be pretty rad. That'd be cool. I just need more Claudia Gray One of the... prophecies. I need a, like, a, a religious text written by Claudia Gray. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of the Charles? recent releases, I, I can't remember now uh, which one it was. Uh, but we talked about it on a recent roundtable. There was a quote about how there were a lot of legends throughout the galaxy that were related to twins. Okay, yeah, no, um, yes, I'd have to yes. go back and listen. Yeah. So is, is I, Lost uh, maybe, I mean, was it? Yeah, actually, I think it might have been Lost Stars. Good call. So, yeah, there you go, Claudia Gray. Yeah, yeah, it was maybe about she was the, planting we were, seeds we were way talking back about when. the resorbed womb, remember? Oh, yeah, how can we forget the yeah, absorbed I was, womb? I was <laughs> trying not to go back there, but... <laughs> Oh, I got Okay, yeah, so, okay, basically, we're all right in what we were just saying. It's a Claudia Gray prophecy that is in Lost Stars, and it's all about the absorbed womb. All right, so the twins, <laughs> Into the Dark, official Living Force prediction. Uh, next, the Blade of Bardata, the Blade of Bardota. Either way. Blade of Bardota. Maybe Bard- it's the... Uh, it sounds a little piratey. It does. Maybe Blade of Bardota. The, the Darksaber. That'd be cool. What if the oh. Dark Saber shows up in this series? It's all tied together with uh, the Mandalorian. And he, he, and that's what that's what they're talking about when they actually say that it's massive, interconnected across <laughs> initiative. They're talking about the Mandalorian. Oh my God! If the if the Dark Saber was originally called the Blade of Bardata, and then they're like, I don't know, Dark Saber, like that would suck. If like they said, well, that's what that's what would happen <laughs> if a, a Spartan like soldier, like a Mandalorian, just picks it up and he goes, Ugh, black, and just you know, <laughs> Dark Dark Saber. Saber. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that, I like the I like the idea of the blade of Bardata being a kind of lightsaber, though, or like a like an ancient weapon that you have to go searching for. That might be a test of courage, I think. Actually, maybe that's the thing that like all the kids and the Padawans have to go find. Like I feel like that's D and D, man. As you were saying right there, it that's, is. That's it is. The I'm quest. telling you, the I, that young adult book looks like looks like the most RPG looking cover and description of any Star Wars book I think that's ever been released. It looks so like straight out of a of a D and D game for sure. They're all yeah, different think, alien species. Like, it fits so perfectly. I'm going to attribute this one to Kevin Scott. So I'm, I'm going to put it in the comic books. And the reason is him and George Mann, again, uh, they talk a lot about mythology, mm-hmm. right? Whenever we've chatted with them and when I've heard them on other things and, uh, like, the, the sword and the stone or, you know, all these kind of stories uh, – they've talked about before i feel like the blade of bardata feels like that's what that sounds like to me like that's the the mental image that gets conjured up for me so i like that i see it coming from him i also like the idea that that, uh we will then get to see a drawing of it if it's in a comic i want i want to visualize what this blade looks like i think that would be really cool um and then you can build it at galaxy's edge um like come on (laughs) come on they gotta do it all uh next up Possibly my most excited, and I, and I think Charles, especially one of yours too, uh, the Staros and Santeca clans. Can we talk about some more info about our boy, Lor Santeca? Like, well, we can talk about him, and we can talk about Staros too, because yeah, we know both of these names, right? Obviously, yeah, Lor Santeca. So 
the character who I have a deep, deep love for that y'all emotionally attacked me for putting <laughs> at the top of my B list, I think it was, uh, of characters. He was ranked so Yeah, so Lorsen Tekka, so high. He, uh, <laughs> he's an awesome character. He's got a lot of cool lore around him, uh, really into the Force and kind of... I don't know, artifacts and that kind of thing and, and understanding like the early Jedi. So seeing that he could maybe have come from a whole line or a whole family who was kind of related to that kind of an endeavor and that kind of a mission, I think could be really cool. And then the, the Staros clan, I don't, I can't imagine that it's a coincidence that, you know, we're getting the same last name as, as Sana Staros who famously broke the internet or the Star Wars <laughs> internet, uh, Whenever the statement was first made that she was Han Solo's wife. You say Han Solo has a wife? I've read all the Han Solo <laughs> books and I know he never had a wife. So what are you talking about? Disney ruined Star Wars. This is a this is a new nerd voice. This is <laughs> a different. New one. What that, that was just happened. He, he's the other guy's friend, or they think they're friends. They talk on message boards, but they're not actually friends. Um, <laughs> but he gets really angry when people assume. Oh man! Wow, that's yeah. Okay, bro. Do you know you just sounded like the guy from the Disaster Artist? <laughs> That's who that was. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I picked that voice because I thought it'd be funny if he says, Son of Stars! I thought it would just go everywhere. <laughs> and I'm glad I had a pop filter on my mic. <laughs> anyway, I think you're right. <clears throat> um, I, I think it'd be interesting, too, to see if, like, these clans are Jedi or are Force users. Because Loris Anteca, obviously so um, interested in Jedi artifacts and the rise of Kylo Ren. He is with Luke looking for Jedi artifacts. Like... He's amazingly key in that. But Sanasteros, I, uh, from the comic, I don't remember her actually having, like, inherent force abilities, and yet she's in the High Republic, or, like, her people are. Yeah, I don't, that's I don't remember huge. that being thing either, but that's just very interesting that... Uh, do you guys remember that? Always going back to KOTOR, right? Always there we go! Do you remember that, that weird little side quest? No, it's, it's, it's Telos, you're right. <laughs> You know, weird little side quest on Dantooine where there's these like families and they're like fighting and you have to like talk them into uh, like coming to bring in their differences together. Oh, yeah. You have to (laughs) run back and forth between all the zones and the loading times take forever. It was so tedious and awful. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. I don't know why, but like every time I see this, any two Star Wars family names, I always think of that really awful side quest in KOTOR because they're both awful and you have to like logic through their stupid little dialogue to get the answers. It was awful. And that the Jedi's like, no, I don't think that's it. Like, if you haven't arrived at the conclusion yet, he's like, no, yeah. I don't think that's it. Maybe you, should, maybe you should talk to him some more. And it's like, oh, my God, I hate this side quest so much. Just kind of just kill them and take the dark side points. It'd be fine. Yeah, but, man, like a Romeo Juliet-esque story with, like, the Sanos, Sestaros and Santeca clans with, like, Laura Santeca's great-great-grandparents. Like, oh I gosh, could dig that. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Because we definitely do need some families that are outside of the Jedi themselves. The High Republic, obviously, we're so stoked to be getting these Jedi stories, but we need some support. Um, I'm actually going to give this one to Daniel Jose Older, I think, coming around to our prediction. Um, I think he writes really great familial stories. I think he writes those kind of relationships pretty well. Um, and I think that would be pretty cool, especially to write in a younger book uh, for the all-ages comic. Maybe get some younger yeah. readers into that kind of stuff without having it be too full of Jedi uh, political philosophy. Uh, and then we end with the, the storms. 
Are these people? Are these actual storms? Are these, like, natural disasters? This is a crossover between X-Men and Star Wars, I'm pretty sure. All right, you nailed it. You did it. It's just many versions of Storm. <laughs> Remember, massive interconnected cross-publisher initiative. <laughs> Marvel, come on, wake up, sheeple. The X-Men are coming to Star Wars. Disney bought Fox. This needs to go on it. a t-shirt. <laughs> Oh my god, Jose, massive interconnected cross-publisher initiative. That needs to go on a t-shirt, I swear. Like Every time they brought... I, I feel like they're they're in the room with Bob Iger, and they're pitching it, and he, and he goes, so it's a massive interconnected cross-publisher initiative. Yeah, but then we could break off a... No, 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 no. It's a massive interconnected cross-publisher initiative. Yes, like this is this is printed in large letters on some poster in some boardroom somewhere about this project. It's like I don't, I've never seen a more businessy phrase tied to Star Wars. Yeah, this it's is the moment where they came in and they asked the publisher, "Hey, all right, we got to pitch it. We got, we're pitching the High Republic today." He's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I have nothing. Come up with some businessy." And he's in and he's in the room and he's looking around at posters. And he goes, "Uh." We're going to make a massive <laughs> interconnected cross-platform publisher initiative. <laughs> synergy. And they go, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all about synergy. Yes, Joxy. Synergy. Um, but beyond the X-Men thing, I don't know. I think the storms are going to be some kind of disaster. I think it's going to be, like, some kind of thing that wipes out a ton of people. I'm still hoping that we get some, like, evil folks that are something along the lines of Sith in this in this story. And, like, maybe the yeah. storms Sith is, Sith like, adjacent. Uh, yeah, Sith adjacent. <laughs> we got the Nile, right? Yeah, that's the Nile. Oh, yeah, the Nile. That's right. The group that we know about. So maybe the Mad something Max to do with them. Maybe Star Wars. Yeah. And we know that this entire story like the the light of the jedi right is yeah uh supposed to kick off with some kind of great disaster right so maybe right. that's the storms or the storms could be some kind of after effect they could be the thing itself i think them being natural and maybe like hitting all across every single book and project would be pretty cool um so rounding those out we already know that thrawn got pushed a month ahead assuming uh, we can assume because of this to like give a little more content in that earlier window do you guys think we're going to see any other projects pushed further ahead? We already have Poe Dameron Freefall coming in August. We got um, Alphabet Squadron coming later this month, so basically July. Then we have Thrawn in September. We got George Mann's new book coming out later this year as well. We have the Clone Wars anthology for like middle school readers coming out, though. Like, How many other projects do you think will get pushed up, if any? Like, Will any get moved from 2021 all the way back to 2020 holiday season? Yeah, I think we can all probably expect Star Wars Episode Ten by February <laughs> at the latest. Yeah, there we go. Um, that's that's the probably <laughs> probably a safe bet. Yep. Yep. No, in all seriousness, I think I think they'll move up what they're able to. Um, I think they want kind of a consistent book every couple of months, and that's what we want too. I think it's interesting though that they are able to kind of move things up in a time of still relative uncertainty uh so i think that kind of begs some more questions that we talked about earlier as to why exactly is this happening and is it all just related to the pandemic etc but 
uh, I think that we're still going to get a pretty constant stream of material from one source or another. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and on that, actually, as, we, as we're coming to the end of this show, I, I want to highlight some of the thoughts from our community. Uh, because we always love hearing what, what y'all in the Utini community, the Utini family have to say. Uh, and I actually asked everyone earlier this week in the Discord channel, what did they think about the push? Were, were they disappointed? Were they, like, frustrated? And um, I got really proud, guys, because every single comment we got was basically like, no, nah, it's cool. Um, and, uh, the positivity was rampant throughout, and I just want to read a couple of these that we got. Uh, so Camilla, uh, she says it was big news indeed, but she says she thinks it's completely understandable given the circumstances. Even if they had some of the books ready, the fact that they won't be launching to avoid disruptions on their schedule really shows how much they how much care they have with this project. If something, it definitely increases my interest. If they're gonna going through all this faff to make sure it gets done right, it can only mean great things. Uh an incredible way to look at it. Uh Cheryl, when I was watching tonight, also said Honestly, I'm happy about it because I already feel like I'm drowning with canon books to catch up on, like you're saying, Charles. So it gives me more time to do that. Ultimately, whatever the publishers feel is best is what they should do. It doesn't decrease my excitement at all. If anything, it makes it more exciting now because I'm relieved to have more time to play catch up. Um, And absolutely, as this fall comes along, we'll definitely be making more recommendations for what you guys can read uh, during these little kind of breaks we have between releases. Uh, Matt A. says, I'm still very excited for it. I still have plenty of canon and Legends books to read in the meantime. I just hope they're still working on Phase 2 of the High Republic, and that's not pushed back far either. And that's actually a great point, because they did announce the High Republic was going to come in phases. Do you guys think that there's a possibility that all the phases get pushed back, or is Phase 2 kind of just going to come up and hit us in the face? That's a good question. I, f- I forgot that Phase 2 and 3 was even a thing. I wouldn't know any phases. Maybe it's just 2. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Maybe that's next year. That's all been pushed back. Certainly. If these have been pushed back, then everything else will certainly also be pushed back, which is yeah. expected and probably okay. Keep it even. And yet the book publishers alone, being able to like sell out their, their stock, restock, like get everything in, in place has to be uh, taken into consideration. Uh, Timothy Dunlap chimed in. Again, he has so many books to read. If anything, it takes a small bit of anxiety off of his plate. James says he thinks it's definitely understandable, but I think it has a lot more to do with the comics and the books. Excellent, just like we thought, James. Since Marvel is so backed up right now, there's no way they could have gotten everything released at once, which I think is what their grand launch plans refer to. Yeah, that that language is very key. A grand launch. Like, what was the big publicity angle on all this? I think it's definitely the right move to avoid pressuring the creators and make sure everything is released in their planned way and not rushed. Uh, Very reasonable. Uh, Amy says, I'm not any less excited, but I'm bummed. Absolutely. I think that's kind of also where we are. A little bummed, but not as excited. Jedi Pig said they were not too disappointed. And with current events, I understand it's harder to make these books and stories. But with recent rumors of High Republic behind the scenes troubles, it does concern me slightly that there's problems with the project and coronavirus forced a delay. Interesting. I have not heard any of these rumors. But you know what? They probably exist. I don't know. Um, I I would not actually uh, I would not actually put any stock in rumors. But hey, if you need a little bit extra time and you get to push a deadline, then so be it. 
Uh, Alex K says, it's a bummer, but he's with Cheryl on this one. Got so many canon novels and comics to catch up on, and now I'll have some more time before diving into the High Republic content. There's always going to be Star Wars content to consume, absolutely. And finally, we have Timothy and Carl. Timothy says, I want them to do well financially so we can get more awesome content. Physical sales will boost the project, uh, which is also very true. Like, authors, publishing houses, they do make way more money on physical hardcover sales than they do on digital sales. Uh, so just keep that in mind if you happen to buy media that way. Uh, it stinks, but I'd rather they get it right and let the hype machine roll on. This also allows them to release or continue to release individual projects that had already been delayed. Now those things won't be drowned out by the High Republic. That's a great point. Poe Dameron Freefall coming out in August may have gotten, well, like two weeks of hype at most based on the High Republic stuff. Now they get the whole month, so that might be cool. Uh, and Carl finally says, the excitement is still there if deferred but have shelves of Star Wars goodness to catch up on. It's certainly understandable, all things considered. So, guys, as much as I want a real dramatic segment here at the end, uh, we have a very reasonable, nice community that is just happy the publishers are doing well. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Welcome welcome to the UTD family, everybody. <laughs> yeah, congrats. Uh, so, actually, on that, I'm gonna, I want to round robin you guys before we get out of here. Uh, we are probably going to have some time. Well, conceivably some time. You guys are still doctors, and I started a new job this week. But, hypothetically, we will have time to catch up on some Star Wars backlog. What are a couple titles that you never thought you'd have time to read that maybe now with this High Republic delay, you might have time to read for, dare I say, just for fun? Mm, that's a good question. I'm like looking around at my bookshelf <laughs> as, I'm, as I'm talking here. I never got to uh, Honor Among Thieves. We talked about that. Oh, yeah! Uh, that might be a fun Legends book to hit. Maybe good. some Legends, honestly, would be pretty fun in general like it'd be cool if we could coordinate that somehow too like we all picked up a legends book that we're not as familiar with and just kind of maybe we don't have like a full round table and do a round table <laughs> talk about it or something it might be fun i don't know I, there's a lot of legend stuff that i'm like really behind on that i would love to dive into so i like yeah. that it's interesting that you say that i actually have uh betrayal sitting on my nightstand uh, i think i might kind of dive into the into the legacy oh of the Force series a little bit. I so. read that series in probably 10 years. You know, it, it's funny, Charles, you say that. I'm thinking the exact same thing. Because la- last summer, oh, I yeah? think it was, or maybe the summer before. No, it, yeah, it was two summers ago. Um, a buddy of mine had a friend of his that was getting rid of a ton of Star Wars books, like old school Legends hardcovers. And he's like, they just gave them away, and he knew I liked Star Wars books. I had just started with Eugenie at the time. And he was like, oh, I'll just give these to you. So I've had all these Legacy of the Force hardcovers just chilling on my bookshelf for two years through, like, multiple apartment moves. And I think I might do that, too, because, I mean, I don't know as much as I should about that era. Um, I think it would be really exciting. And, hey, maybe if we don't do roundtables, maybe our buddies over at Legends Look Back uh, might do a little Legacy of the Force series. Maybe we can incorporate that into the fall. Jared, not that we're signing you up for that. We're not your bosses technically or anything, but Corey kind of is. Um, <laughs> and uh, maybe we do some Legacy of the Force later this year. That could be kind of Maybe fun. we can do a collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Corey's favorite word. Oh, man. Uh, but, yes, uh, as, as you heard our entire uh, community say, there is so much Star Wars to read. There are still going to be canon releases. To recap, even from this very episode, Queen's Peril is out now by the time you're listening to this. I know Amazon and other places have had some delays because of warehouse stuff. Uh, so you will be getting that book very soon. We're very excited to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, head over to utini.com. Check out my review. I kept it 
very spoiler-free, even though we've decided to not separate our reviews anymore into spoiler-free and full spoiler reviews. Um, the full review is up if you want to hear my thoughts about it. Uh, the E.K. Johnson interview is up as well. Alpha Squad and Shadow Falls coming out later this month. We got Podammer and Freefall coming out later in the summer. We got Thrawn, Ascendancy Chaos Rising moved up a month. We got the Clone Wars Anthology that's coming. George Mansley has book coming out. Um, we're going to be fine, is what I'm saying, guys. We're going to be okay. <laughs> um, but with that, um, before we get out here again, um, just to, to bring it back to the, to the start of this show, uh, to all those who are having a really rough week, who are uh, speaking out against what they think they need to, who are trying to keep loved ones safe. Um, our thoughts are with you. Uh, we hope that you are, you know, fighting for what you believe is right, and uh, you're going to be okay. And anyone that can help people out uh, in your local community, your neighbor, show them some love, uh, show them some support in any way you can. A lot of people are going through some really tough times. So we all sit together. The Force is with all of us, and we love you all. Uh, and on that, my friends, that is going to do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and tune in every week, mostly Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv backslash utini underscore us uh, to hear us talk about the Star Wars Expanded Universe. If you want to buy some of these books and want to help support this show, look up your book on Utini, click the Amazon or other affiliate links on the profile, and we'll get a few cents to help keep the lights on. If you want to help us out more directly, you can find us on patreon.com slash utini and on utini.com slash queen where you can get your Padme Amidala, the queen saves herself, t-shirt using code Padme15 for 15% off. If you're an Inquisitor tier or up, head over to Patreon or Discord rather right now to join us for Aftermath. If you're already on Patreon, now is the time to upgrade. If you're not yet an Inquisitor or up, you have time to make it into our live Aftermath After Show where we talk Star Wars and just hang out with everyone after our live show every week. A special thank you to Cheryl Bell, Drew Iberando, and Patrick Ortiz on our Jedi High Council and Ross Orlando on our Alliance High Command for your amazing support. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Charles Zet C. Hankel. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor. Freddie, our producer. Wes, our co-host and community manager. Our man behind the keys. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Wes for podcasting with me. Thank you to our interactive audience for hanging out this Monday night. And as always, may the force be with you. Stay safe out there. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the force be with you. <laughs>